Kate McClellan, pro wedding planner with over 16 years of experience helping more than 400 couples down the aisle. I started Planning Collective to help all couples get through the overwhelm of wedding planning by sharing my actionable tips and tools that I've used over the years working with my clients. We'll focus on getting rid of what I like to call FOWO, the fear of wedding oversight. This is an unfortunate condition that almost every couple will suffer from at some point. Let's get you back to enjoying the planning process. Here we go. Hey guys, Kate here. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Planning Collective podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about the early stages of wedding planning, and I want to go over the things that you need to ask yourselves before you set up tours at possible venues. We're also going to discuss the different types of venues along with the pros and cons for each. But before we get started, I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found any of these episodes helpful, could you take a couple of seconds right now while you're listening and give the podcast a quick review on Apple or Spotify? It would help all the newly engaged couples out there get the real wedding planning tips they need, and it would absolutely make my day to know we're helping you with your plans. If you're not too sure what to say in the review, just drop your wedding date, location, or a top question that you'd love to have answered in a future episode. If this is your first episode of the Wedding Planning Collective podcast, I really encourage you to listen to the previous episode number 79, where I discuss the first four things to do after getting engaged. As a quick review, they are number one, set up your wedding accounts. Number two, discuss your wedding priorities. Number three, discuss the budget. And number four, create your guest list. These might all sound pretty obvious, but so many couples have very brief conversations about their priorities, budget, or guest list, but get so excited about setting the date, they quickly start setting up tours to go see venues. And while the venue is typically the first thing that you formally book for your wedding, and what will likely determine your wedding date, committing to a venue too quickly can totally derail the rest of your wedding planning. It's so easy to fall in love with a space while you're there, and in the excitement of the moment, you may overlook or underestimate some important details that could really come back to haunt you later on. So while you might be anxious to get starting with setting up tours, please take a little bit of time to really make sure that you're going through this information and determining what your priorities are before you lock yourself in and are committed to a venue. Okay. The first thing we're going to do is revisit those wedding priorities, but now we're going to go in depth on those things centering around your venue. Some good questions or prompts to get you started would be, number one, do you want an indoor or outdoor ceremony or reception? Number two, do you want both the ceremony and reception in the same place? Number three, is it important to have hotels or other attractions like restaurants, museums, and so forth close by? Number four, would you prefer a venue that's more all-inclusive, meaning they handle the venue, catering, and bar service, or more of a unique space that just offers the actual space and you can bring everything else in? Number six, do you have specific wants or needs for decor? For example, is it important to you to have real candles, decor hanging from the ceiling, or specialty tables, chairs, or linens? Or maybe you already have a specific style or theme in mind in this inspiration stage of planning. Number six, are you or your family willing to help you with the setup and teardown? Number seven, 
How strict are you with your guest list? Do you want or need flexibility to add in kids, dates, or additional guests down the road? And finally, how strict are you with your breakdown of your budget and what is allocated to the reception costs? We'll talk more about the budget in just a bit, but I can't stress enough how important this step is. Find a venue within your budget and do not plan your budget around your venue. Okay, so you can use these questions to get you started and continue to brainstorm or list out the other things that are important to you from your venue standpoint. And before we get into the different types of wedding venues, I wanna chat a bit more about the venue and reception budget. Last week, we did a basic breakdown of the budget by reviewing the guide for things to do after getting engaged. We walked through the breakdown that's included in the guide and you can make sure to get your free copy over at planningcollective.com forward slash free hyphen guide. And I'll also link it in the show notes here. You'll see in that guide, we have reception and catering noted to be 40% of the overall wedding budget. And I wanna get a bit more specific on this. When we're looking at the overall budget, your biggest expense will likely be your catering cost, which for most couples will be associated with their venue bill. Because this isn't always the case if you're at a unique venue that we'll talk about in just a bit, at this stage in the planning process, you wanna refer to this as your reception costs. So regardless of what type of venue you're at, this 40 to 50% should include all of your venue rental costs, catering and bar services, as well as basic rentals, including table, tents, chairs, and dishware that you'll need to provide. So that 40 to 50% may be made up of several different vendors, or it could all come from one venue. Hopefully that makes sense as I'm explaining, but again, in the guide, you can find the breakdown that will probably make it look a little bit more clear. So let's get into the different types of venues and the pros and the cons for them each. There are three main categories that I typically divide venues into. One, the traditional banquet hall or hotel venue. Two, a backyard or private residence. And three, a unique venue, meaning you rent the structure, but you need to bring everything else like catering, tables, chairs, etc., in. Starting with the traditional banquet hall or hotel, the pros are that most everything is gonna be included. You don't have to worry about staffing. They typically have standard options for menus, timelines, and layouts to get you started. If you're at a hotel, everything can be on site. No worries about transportation, which makes it much easier for you and your guests. And most hotel properties will also have a restaurant or banquet room that you can use for either the rehearsal dinner or a brunch the next day. In summary, fewer vendors and details for you to manage on your own. However, the cons for a traditional banquet hall or venue would be that you may be limited with bar and menu options to what they have on site. Most spaces won't let you bring anything in that they do not provide, which could be a concern for some couples. Many venues can have multiple events or weddings in the same day or even the same space. So you wanna ask about timing and what the policies are in regards to that, if that's what you're looking to do. And finally, traditional venues or banquet halls can sometimes blend together. And if you're looking for something that's very unique to other weddings your guests have been to, it might be a bit more challenging to make it feel unique if you're in a traditional banquet hall. Moving on to a backyard or private residence wedding. The pros are you have the complete flexibility to make it exactly what you want. 
You get to pick all your vendors, the caterer, the bar service, the rentals, all of that. You get to pick and choose exactly what you want, meaning it will be a truly unique wedding. In addition to that, you'll also have the potential to save money as you don't have the minimums that you'll see in a traditional food or beverage menu. The cons for a backyard or private residence, you need to build the venue from scratch. So all rentals, including the tent, the tables, the chairs, the knives, the forks, the napkins, all of it, you need to bring all of that in. You're responsible for bringing in catering, bar service, and the staffing that comes along with it, which means you're responsible for many more vendor details to manage. Another con is you are the site manager, you are the event coordinator, and you are the one in charge. <laughs> Unless you bring in a full service wedding planner, it's all up to you, which if we're being honest, some people might put in the pro category, but make sure you're being honest with yourself about this one, if that's gonna add way more stress than you are ready for. And finally, backyard weddings tend to end up costing a lot more than you anticipate. With all of the additional logistics, it's easy to overlook some of the expenses in the early stages of the planning. So make sure that you're adding some wiggle room into that miscellaneous fund to cover those unanticipated costs. And of course, grab a copy of our free backyard wedding guide at planningcollective.com. And moving on to the third category, unique venues, these are going to fall somewhere in between the traditional banquet hall and the backyard wedding. Pros for unique venues are you're likely going to have more structure than if you were hosting a wedding at your house or in a backyard, but it still gives you some of the flexibility compared to a traditional banquet hall. For most unique venues, you'll have some rental items available for you, which might save you from adding in a few different vendors. Most of the time in unique spaces, you're able to bring in your own catering and bar service, which can really help you save money there. And finally, they're typically much more unique weddings, meaning you have more opportunities to really make it your own than the traditional venue. Moving on to cons for unique venues, similar to a backyard wedding, it doesn't always mean you're saving money. Yes, the rental fee might seem to be a lot less expensive than a ballroom. However, because you're supplying so much on your own, the cost can add up quickly. You're most likely going to be doing a lot more of the work on your own than if you were at a traditional venue. Not quite as much as you would be if you were at home, but for example, you may be responsible for putting together your own layout and timeline as opposed to having the venue coordinator do that for you. And piggybacking on that, some of these spaces are rented out as additional lines of revenue, meaning the weddings and events aren't their main business. If this is the case, the main contact there may have a different primary role than event planner, which means that you should be prepared to tackle more of the details and planning on your own. Okay, so what are you thinking for your wedding venue? Are you leaning more towards a traditional space or maybe going with a unique venue or backyard event? If you are thinking about going the unique venue or backyard wedding route, we'll be digging into that in much bigger detail in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you won't miss that episode. And in the meantime, you can find the download for the budget guide we discussed in this episode, along with the list of questions to ask while touring potential venues at planningcollective.com forward slash wedding venues. And of course, we'd love to have you join our Wedding Planning Collective Facebook group where you can share your wedding planning details and ask questions right in the community. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. 
there. Thanks so much for listening to the Wedding Planning Collective podcast. Before we get started with the episode, I wanted to let you know about our all-new Wedding Planning Blueprint course. I've taken my 19 years of wedding planning experience and created this course to help guide you from feeling overwhelmed, confused, and maybe even a little alone in the planning process to being informed, confident, and excited about planning again. This course is made up of five modules that will take you through the planning stages and include details on creating your budget and wedding design, hiring your vendors, food and beverage 101, rental checklists, and all of the pre-wedding details you need to get rid of FOWO, which is the fear of wedding oversight, amongst so many other topics that we cover. You can find all of the details over at planningcollective.com slash WPB course. And if you join before the end of January, you will also receive access to the weekly Zoom planning sessions. I hope to see you there.